Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Hey, welcome. I'm John, your host today, and I have with me today Raul Lopez Jr. Hello. Yep, and today's show, we're really going to showcase uh, an event that we have coming up in October. And really hope that uh, you guys all come and, uh, and come learn a whole ton. Uh, the whole event is about, uh, for men, it's a men's event. And uh, the event is put on by a group called Unchained Men. And the whole event is helping men to really step into more of their authentic manhood. And it's about becoming more vulnerable. We'll talk more about that later today, why that might be important. And it's about having more influence. I think men in particular, although maybe many women as well, want to go through life and have influence. Uh, We want to know that uh, we have influence. You know, they talk about in the book, uh, love and respect, that men want to chair their relationship. And they want to have kind of an influence. So men want to influence their kids. We want to have influence in our workspaces. And we want to make an imprint in the world. We want to have an influence so we can make a positive impact in the world. And that's what this event is about. It's it's a one-day event. And uh, in the event, we'll fill in and give as much as we possibly can in that one-day event. Um, And there's a lot more that we could give. Uh, But in that, we're going to just pour into all the attendees and help folks, help men step into their authentic uh, manhood. They're just, they're being authentic. And sometimes it's called occupying your space. This is just knowing who you are and whose you are and just knowing why you're here on the planet, what you're here to do, and just being confident and not all the the weirdness that we tend to step into. So, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Hey, Raul Lopez Jr. here, author, speaker, coach. (coughs) Yeah, we're excited about this Unchained Men's event. It's going to be exciting. And um, all those things John was just talking about um, are going to be taught in different lessons and exercises, and it's really going to be great. Um, For me, I say, um, you know, who should come to this event? And really, it's, it's all men, because there are challenges that we have in all areas of our lives, whether it be in our relationships, in our household, with our children at work, in in our personal business, if we're entrepreneurs, whatever it might be, there's always something that holds us back or there's always at some point in our lives, I know this from my own experience, that there's a, a block. There's some type of a wall, a block, something that holds us back. And what we need to discover first is within us. Um, so often we look at other people and we say, this person at work is causing me this problem. Or we say, at home, if my spouse wasn't doing this, then I'd feel better. Or whatever it may be, we look for external to fill these needs or as excuses for why we're not feeling the way we should and the way we want to live. So what we're going to explore here at this event for men is ourselves. We're going to get internal. We're going to understand some things about us, some psychological needs that we have mind, body, and spirit we're going to get into, and it's going to be deep, and it's going to be a wonderful, life-changing day. Yes. Awesome. And I've not talked about myself a whole lot on this show for a while. I just thought I would kind of reintroduce myself a bit. Um, I'm, I'm a regular guy, and I uh, used to have a regular job and do a regular life until in 2005 I had a heart attack. And in that experience, um, I won't go into a lot of the gory details this time, but it really was a life-changing experience for me. And it made me reevaluate my whole life. What were the choices that I made? You know, were the choices in my life matching up with what I cared about, with what I valued? Uh, I really questioned whether it made a difference, whether I was on this earth or not. Could I come in and go out of this planet and have almost no one even notice? Or was I making an impact? Was I making a difference in the world? And that experience uh, really made me rethink a lot of my life. And it's taken quite a few years to get to where I am today, partly because I kind of, I floundered a lot. I questioned a lot. I blamed circumstances and other people a lot. (laughs) And uh, it finally got to a place where it's like, wow, it's, uh, it's not about what's going on out there. It's about what's going on in us and in me. 
and uh, taken steps. And uh, if you were to ask me before that, like, would I ever be on the radio? I'd be like, heck no, why would I be on the radio? That's kind of weird, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and if it was a part of this journey, I've written a book, you know, and if you asked me before that, would you ever write a book? I'm like, English was my worst language. Why would I write a book? Uh, <laughs> but, but I had this life experience that I, I wanted to share with people and to share with you guys and let you know that it's possible for many of us to get to the end of our life and regret the way we'd spent our years and realize that we really wanted to pour into people in our lives and to do things that were much more meaningful, more in line with our values. And so that's just a little bit about me and my story. So I'm a trainer now. I'm an international trainer. I'm an author, a radio show host, you know, all those things. I'm a coach as well. I coach people based on my experience, help others kind of have navigate through their experience. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about this Unchained Men event coming up and uh, just kind of showcase a little bit of the, the things we're going to talk about in there. And uh, what we'll talk about today will kind of give you an idea on what it's about, uh, but it's really not a substitute for coming and having the experience yourself. The event is highly experiential and just talking about it is not the same thing as going through and having the experience. Absolutely. And we'll guide you and let you have your own aha moments and, and hopefully help you make a breakthrough and have some transformation in there. Mm -hmm. we, we expect each guy to have at least one breakthrough. Of course, it depends on how you show up. So. <laughs> <laughs> a, a major breakthrough. You know what's going to be really cool about this event is that there's three of us facilitating, myself, John, and our buddy Johnny. And each of us have completely three different backgrounds in life. We have completely three different stories um, of living in challenged lives. And we've grown through them and gained some wisdom along with that personal life experience and some training and education. Uh, we're able to come and help people walk through any challenge that they're with, especially because three of us there have different life experience. So I'm pretty sure that we can help you with just about any situation that you're in. And I do guarantee... A breakthrough um, or your money back <laughs> that? there you go yes and, and as we're going through and if you're if you're listening today and as we highlight some of the different things we'll be going through in the in the event and that's something you decide you'd like to come to uh, feel free to go to unchainmen.com you can go to the main website there and click on there's a big arrow to a spot that says events you click on that or if you want to go straight to the page you can go to unchainmen.com slash events and there's a form that you can use to register for the event. So one of the things that we'll be talking about is authenticity and vulnerability. Now my journey around authenticity and vulnerability has been kind of interesting for me, kind of uh, for the most of my life, the, the answer I had was don't. Don't be authentic, don't be vulnerable, you know, don't put yourself out there. For me, don't put myself out there, protect myself, don't let people see anything bad because something bad might happen. You know, I might be rejected or my boss, my boss might go, oh, you know, why did you do that? Or how can you made this mistake? And who knows what they might do. Get too many of those kind of things and, oh, that's not good. You need to go work someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I learned early on in my life to make sure I had the guards up and the masks on and made sure that I wasn't vulnerable, that what I showed people was all the best parts of me and I hid anything that might not look so good. <clears throat> that was how I spent a good portion of my life. And uh, so I was at this event myself, was at a, a personal development seminar and the seminar wasn't even about vulnerability. It wasn't about authenticity, it wasn't even about that. Um, and we went, we got together, there was a group of us, they had pods, we were in pods of five or six, and we would go through a lot of the events together as a pod. And so over the, the few, three or four days the event had, we went through these pods and got to know each other pretty good. And we decided, hey, this is, this is pretty helpful, this pod's pretty cool, let's, let's get together and see if we can help each other accomplish goals and move forward in our life. And so we got on the phone, conference call, and we're chatting, and one of the first things was about vulnerability. And that was suggested that I would be vulnerable. And the context was uh, in front of the students in the classes that I teach. And I'm like, what? I'm, I'm, this, I'm the teacher. I'm not supposed to be vulnerable <laughs> in, front of, in front of my students. So I'll continue this story and tell you more about that right after this break.
Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainedmen.com slash events. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back. So just before the break, I was sharing my story around uh, being vulnerable. And uh, I was in this group of folks and they were suggesting that I be vulnerable. And at first I resisted, you know, I, they were in particular as the context around classes I was teaching. And as the instructor, I, I was holding the belief that I'm supposed to be the expert. I'm supposed to know what I'm supposed to know. And I'm not supposed to be vulnerable in front of the class. And, and after much talking, I think, okay, so I can share some stories, some things where it didn't go great. I can share when I don't know some things. And uh, I was pretty scared. Uh, I was pretty new at this being instructor thing. And uh, so I took a risk. And uh, the first thing I did is I opened class, shared my experience and said, well, and I still don't know everything there is to know about this. I'm still learning. And I'm waiting for the backlash. Nothing. Oh, okay, that went okay. <laughs> you know, and as I got on and I talked some stories, you know, about some things that I learned and how I had to learn the hard way and was making mistakes and it wasn't working out and 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 they they thought that was great. And once I started being vulnerable in my class, then my review ratings went up. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I guess this this makes a difference. And uh, people really appreciate it. People would come up afterwards, oh, your, your class is so good. I'm really glad, you know, you were it's teaching cool. and, and it worked out really good. And then one more part to the story is learning to be vulnerable in other settings is I learned that if I'm in, in groups and I'm with people and I'm never vulnerable, that people don't get me mm, because cool. I'm not sharing me. Right. I'm not sharing a lot of me and I feel distant and I feel disconnected because I'm not being authentic and vulnerable with, with people. And I've learned how important that is to be real, to have that connection and relationship. Because you're wearing a mask. We put on a mask, right? And yeah. we're, we're going to do an exercise um, on, with a mask um, at the event. Um, my, my, my interpretation of, um, you know, authenticity, authenticity yes. <laughs> and um, being vulnerable is, is similar. Um, but what I say for authenticity is similar to transparency. Um, being transparent in who you are and who we are, who I am and, and what I do. And I think that's why your your class got better because people don't want to see a perfect person, perfect body, everything is great in my life telling somebody else what to do. They want you to tell you the truth. They want you to be authentic. Man, I used to be screwed up and I still have problems and this happens and that happens, but here's here's how I fixed it. Here's how I work on it and here's what I do. And that's when people start going, oh, oh, great. I can do that. I, and it's not even about, res I was going to say, uh, I respect that. It's not so much about respecting it, but it's relating to people with your authenticity. Authenticity. I can't even pronounce that word. <laughs> um, I, I have a, a, a quote here. Um, by uh, Charles, and I can't read the last name, but it says, can you remember who you were before the world told you who you should be, right? Mm. And so going back into authenticity, uh, we have a mask, and we pretend like we're this, and we pretend like everything's okay, or we pretend like we're the perfect speaker or student or whatever we're, we're doing at the time, um, because somebody said, here's how you need to stand, walk, talk, and act if you want to do this, and we take that, 
Um, and, and there's so many areas that we hear this now between social media and society. Um, so many people tell us how we should be as a man um, that we forget who, who we are, who we were born to be. And we know that when we're young. We know that as we're kids. And then society just kind of tears us up and we start going, oh, I have to act like this or I have to act like that. So the whole authenticity is, for me, is going back and remembering the joy, the love, the light, the, the fun person that we are. And when you recognize that and, you, and you're transparent about the challenges you've lived, man, it impacts people. It really does. It does. Yeah. I find most people want to know that we've been there where they're at now. Yeah. So, absolutely. you know, when I'm teaching classes and seminars, they, they want to know that I'm, I didn't just pop out and do it perfect the first time. They want to know that I'm where they're at now and I struggled. And, and I had to go through a process to learn. And that mm-hmm. it builds confidence to, hey, you've, you've been where I'm at and, and you got out so I can do what right. you did. I can follow your footsteps. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I go into juvenile hall in different uh, now state prisons to, to teach and facilitate programs. And specifically in juvenile hall, uh, I'll sit with kids and I'll start talking to them. And it won't be until I say... I was in San Quentin prison that their eyes open and they start to listen to anything I have to say. Mm, yeah. <laughs> because prior to that, they go, who is this guy? He don't know nothing. He doesn't know what I'm going through. He right. doesn't know my life. He doesn't know what it's like to be incarcerated. And then when I tell them I spent the majority of 10 years incarcerated, their eyes open and they want to listen and hear what I have to say. And that's what, that's what it takes. It takes the challenges that we've been through and the wisdom we've gained for it to share and teach others. Because I'll tell you, if, you know, this, this happened to me recently. I was on the phone with somebody, and uh, he asked me to take one of his programs. He's a nice guy, so I'm not talking down about him in, in any way. But he asked me if I would take one of his programs into the facilities that I go into, and he started to tell me about how it is in prison. And I don't know that he know if he knew that I had been in prison or not, but when he was telling me, it didn't sound right what he was talking about. And I said, have you ever been incarcerated? And he said, no. And I said, then how do you know that it's like that in prison? And he said, well, I've been told or I've heard this or I've heard that. And I said, well, let me tell you, I, I've been there and it's a little bit different than that. <laughs> you know, that's not exactly what it is. So I, I just say that point to, to, to reiterate that we can share wisdom and knowledge and, and change when we've lived it. Not yeah. from necessarily, necessarily from a book. I mean, we're going to teach math. I'm going to teach out of a book. Right. Uh, I'm going to teach some life experience and wisdom that we've gained and we had to have experienced. It. Yeah. And, and being vulnerable and authentic is not just about teaching and, and leading. Well, certainly a big part of that. And if you want to become a leader, if you want to have influence, becoming authentic is a big part of that. But just in relationships in general. If you want to have a deeper connection with somebody, if I want to have a deeper connection with somebody... I need to be vulnerable or I'm not going to feel that connected with them. Now, depending on the relationship, I might not just spill my guts all over them and you know, <laughs> kind of have this go all over them and then go, whoa, what was that? Uh, it doesn't have to be like that. But, you know, over time, start sharing a little bit more and a little bit more. And, you know, I struggle with this. And yesterday I felt kind of crappy or felt cruddy and, you know, or, or the other day, you know, this happened and I was feeling this way or... You know, one of the things I dream about is and share dreams and hopes and start really sharing more deeply of ourselves. And that builds deeper and deeper relationships. You want to have influence with your kids. Being a little bit vulnerable probably would go a long ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Building trust, right? I mean, it, it does. It builds trust. To be, to be transparent in who you are and, and what you're thinking and what you're doing, it builds trust. Yeah. Now, the masks can be pretty subtle. And that's why we have this exercise in the event, because a lot of times you think, oh, you know, I don't have a mask, but most of us have a mask (laughs) on. We put on at least some part of the day and we might not realize it because they can be pretty subtle. I don't have a mask is your mask. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yeah, Yeah, I don't have a mask. Yeah, that's a mask. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so there's an exercise to help uncover what is the I mean, we have more than one probably you know, more than one mask, but there's probably one that's, that gets put on more often than any of the others. And in there, we have an exercise to uncover what that is. Mm-hmm. And once, once there's awareness around what the mask is, you know, once you know what your mask is, you can start to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll start to say and do certain things like, oh, wow, that's my mask. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, and then, then something can be done about it. You can go back and say, yeah, you know, I said that other thing, and I take that back. That's not true. Or, 
or I apologize for that or whatever needs to be needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, taking off the mask is uh, a way to, to connect, but recognizing it is probably the first biggest step to learning how to take that thing off from time to time. Right. And it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Um, we have to start with us first. Uh, you know, when that mask, we need to recognize what that mask is. And then we're able to either switch it, take it off and, and be that transparent person. So at the Unchained Men's event on October 6th, uh, we're going to do a few exercises around that. And, and we actually practiced them ourselves and we went through them and we wrote out and we did the whole mask uh, exercise. And it really is amazing. I mean, I, I was touched by it just practicing it. Uh, so it's, it's something that you may think about and go, I don't have a mask, like John said, or you may go, yeah, I do have a mask, but I don't want anybody to see what's behind it. But that's why this event is a men's event. It's for men only. Come, um, take a chance, and, and believe me, you'll learn some things, and you'll go home a different person, and it'll be a great start to changing the way you feel. I, I talk a lot about, in some of the exercises that I do, um, why do I feel the way that I feel? Why do I act the way that I act? And why do I do the things that I do? How often have um, maybe you've gotten into an argument with your spouse or something happened at work or, or whatever situation you're in. Maybe you're in college and you said or you did something and you go, man, why did I do that? Why did I say that? Because once we do something, we can't take it back, right? Um, but there are answers to those questions. Um, I, I know that those were three big questions for most of my life and I needed to figure them out and I was able to answer them with a lot of work. And uh, we're going to help you get down to uh, answer those questions for you. Yeah. Some of those things, you know, why did I do that? Or why did I say that? For me, it's like, why did I say that again? <laughs> and why did I do that again? And why is this situation coming up again? You know, right. it's like, uh, that was at that other workplace. And now I'm at this one. Why is it coming up here again? This is weird. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. th- this thing's following me around. Why is, you know, why is that? Is that baggage? Probably. We all, so, so we have a mask and we carry baggage. Yeah. yeah we're, we're solid. Huh? But mine's a, mine's a roller bag. It's easy to carry. <laughs> it's easy to carry. I've accepted that bag and I just take it everywhere right. I go. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to share what your mask was when you went through the exercise? Um, let me see. I wish I had it here in front of me. Okay. What was my mask? I think it was about being strong. Yeah, that was it. So you're going to make me be uh, authentic here on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> tell everybody. Um, yeah. so, so we did this exercise, and in the exercise, uh, we write down um, who we are trying to be, correct? Yeah, it's who we're, wh- how we're trying to appear. How we're trying to, to appear. To be loved and accepted or to be liked or to be safe. Yes. And I believe mine on one side of this mask, I was talking about how um, I often kept quiet. Um, I didn't get into um, too many deep conversations that would create conflict. And uh, that was who, that wasn't the mask, but that was what I wrote down what I had to do to, to get those things. And then on the other side, I said, okay, so what was I trying to present myself as? And it was to be strong. Right. I'm a strong person. You can't mess with me. Um, I, I won't allow myself to get to a point of anger. And so my mask was strong. And then we went from there into. We talked about what was we're hiding, what we were hiding. Yeah. So um, what with being strong, walking around being strong, I think what I was hiding. Um, this is a good exercise. And there's a few different outcomes that we can have from that. Um, what I was hiding is that. I was really insecure and that I didn't want to be uh, I didn't want to be abandoned by friends. I didn't want to be hurt. Um, this goes really deep back into so many other things I've learned about myself in life. And you'll learn these things before we do the mask um, process. But it took me back to when I was a lot younger and I had associated love with pain. And so all these things that I had created of being strong were based on not wanting to be hurt or not wanting to be abandoned. Yeah. 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 So when I've done this exercise, uh, one of the things, one of the masks I wear is to appear smart. I need to wear smart and like I've got it together, like I'm doing well in order to be loved and accepted. And that has to do a lot with, uh, kind of my upbringing as well mm-hmm. and I felt like if I wasn't smart if I wasn't doing well then then people wouldn't like me and I would be abandoned I'd be left all alone 
And uh, these are things, you know, I never had like a parent or significant person sit me down and go, John, you need to be pure smarter. I'm, I'm out of here. You know, <laughs> not, no one said anything like that. So, you know, it's not this blatant stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. some of us have stuff like that. But for a lot of us, it's this, this inferred stuff. We're mm-hmm. growing up as a kid and someone says something or they do something and, and we get these, these meanings from it and we start to believe we need to appear a certain way so that we can fit in and be liked and accepted or be safe. Mm-hmm. We'll talk more about this right after this break. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Salem Surround targets your audience wherever they engage. Surf, search, socialize, or review. Partnering with local business, Salem Surround creates digital campaigns that drive potential customers to your website and to your door. Receive a complimentary review of your online directories and a comprehensive analysis of your current website's performance, as well as discovering what your competitor is up to. You can either be first or last. The choice is yours. Salem Surround, 916-924-0710. Get total freedom in your life safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, I'm Steve Davis, an investor in thousands of units over the years. Now it's your turn. Del Wamsey has been my mentor for nearly 25 years, and he's taught over 100,000 people just like you the principles of financial freedom through live one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited and his national radio show. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that changed my life. The workshop gets you on the inside of what we do and what we believe and unlocks the five ways we make money in real estate. Just like your personal trainer, Lifestyles Unlimited will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to fivewayswemakemoney.com. That's fivewayswemakemoney.com to register for the workshop that will change your life and let you stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Hi, Peter Cianchetta. You've heard me advertise bankruptcy for years. We do more than bankruptcy at Cianchetta and Associates. We handle all forms of financial aspects of the law. If you have a trust, a will, need assistance with your estate or probate, give me a call. I can help you. If you have questions or would like to have an estate planning review, or you want to make sure you have a trust to ensure the protection of your family, give me a call. I'm Peter Cianchetta, and I've been helping families with their legal needs for years. Please give me a call for a free consultation at 916-685-7878. 685-7878. An exciting new book from Regnery looks at the power of love and intimacy from a godly perspective. It's called Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Sex is powerful. Just saying the word can stir up all kinds of emotions inside people. Maybe it's a positive emotion for you or a hurtful, shameful, confusing one. It's no wonder we humans struggle to understand its meaning and purpose. Hi, I'm Nancy Houston, a sex therapist, leadership coach, and licensed professional counselor. After counseling hundreds of clients about the topic of intimacy, I decided to write Love and Sex, a Christian guide to healthy intimacy. Love and Sex is filled with life-changing, compelling stories to help us all reconnect to love and is biblically based on the truths of God's Word. Get your copy now of best-selling author Nancy Houston's compelling new book, Love and Sex, A Christian Guide to Healthy Intimacy. Available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Meaning, significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. 
Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainmen.com events. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back. Today we've been talking about this event coming up. We just heard the advertisement for it. And it's October 6th, and it's an event for men, and it's to help men step into their authentic self and to be more influential and more impactful in the world. And uh, we just kind of review some of the things we're going to be going over in the event. And just before the break, we were talking about being vulnerable and authentic and how important that is if we're going to increase our influence with people in relationships, at work, at home, wherever. One of the other things we'll be talking about at that event is that we feel we are called. We believe that the divine is calling us up. And this is why this is so important. We feel like we're not just here to exist, but there's actually a calling on each of our lives and it looks different for each person. That each person has a calling. It might be different than your career, so it might not be the same as how you make money or it might be, but there's something there for you and we are called up. We're called up to be the kind of people who are not just in it for ourselves, but we're called up to live and to navigate the world from a more spiritual place. I believe what we are spiritual beings having a physical existence. And we're not just here to get all we can out of life, but we're here to give and to influence and to love and to really speak into the world in a way that's authentically us. And in this session, we're going to talk a little bit about what that might look like. What is your relationship to the divine? Or maybe that's not something that's a part of your life. And even so, I think most folks would rather kind of come to the end of life and feel like you're really finished well, that you really spoke into the world, uh, either through words or your actions, and you made a difference, and it mattered that you were here, and people are better off because you interacted with them in some way in the world. And rather than just take all you can and get for yourself, that doesn't feel great. And so we are all called. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, um, you said finish well, and it reminds me, uh, you know, I've heard this term around many times now, but the first time I ever heard it, I heard it from a pastor of... uh, my home church that was my home church for a long time pastor francis on fuso um he's a local pastor here in the roseville area and he said um it doesn't matter how you started what matters is how you finish Mm, (laughs) you know and and it was powerful for me because uh i started out my life well i started out great young child loving and caring and then i went in and let the environment kind of my environment just take me on this path of being lost and um you know, then we got into our calling. And so for so many years, I I blamed and I blamed and I said, this is why I act like this. And this is why I feel like this. And then I figured out that I had control, right? I had to get out of my head and live out of my heart. And uh, part of my training amongst attending uh, the church and uh, listening to this pastor that I just mentioned um, was seeing a psychiatrist myself and going through therapy and then going through training programs. And uh, what I figured out is that there's no one to blame. It was me um, that I allowed my mind to control my actions, um, being lost, and that I could finish well. And the the way that I'll finish well and the way that I'll be in my calling is because I understand that life didn't happen to me. I like to. I, I I love that because 
it didn't happen to me. All these things, the, the incarceration, the drugs, the alcohol, the, just all the things that you'll learn more about at this event that happened to me and that I was able to come through didn't happen to me, but it happened for me. And it happened for me so that I can live in my calling and do what I do now with, you know, being an author, a speaker, and a coach and helping men come out of the fire that they're in and, and live in their calling. So, yeah, it's powerful. It doesn't matter how you started. It matters how you finish. Yeah. Yeah, we have all these views of the divine. We have this idea of what God is like. And we'll be talking about this at the event. But some of the things that people have, their view of God is God is mad, and I must avoid making a mistake. I must avoid messing up. Some people might use the term, I must avoid sin to make God happy. And it's kind of this cycle of always trying harder, and it never seems to be able to break out. Or people maybe viewing God as, you know, if I'm a good person, then God will protect me from bad things and bless me. And it's kind of this, uh, for some folks, it's even like this contract. If I do this, then God will do that. Mm-hmm. And and it can lead to a lot of disappointment. You know, if God doesn't do that, like, hey, God, you know, you it's what's wrong with you? I did this, and now you're not doing that. You know, <laughs> you're falling down on the job. <laughs> and uh, and we really teach, uh, and as we'll have the event here, that God really wants to love others through us. Mm. And that's, it, you know, I come from a Christian perspective, and if you look through the Bible, example after example after example is God working through people in order to love on others. Mm-hmm. Rarely does he ever do something all by himself. Usually it's he does something with and through people. Mm-hmm. And I think he likes that. He likes that that connection and that relationship, you know, the relationship he had with Moses and with Elijah and all these people. And it's a it's a way of relating to us. And he's not just this distant God who just does stuff out there, but he wants to work in and through us. Mm-hmm. And it's not the sum total of it, but it's a big part of how we relate to God and how we have a relationship with him is he's loving us and he's loving others through us. Mm-hmm. But as we're trying to do that, we're trying to let God love others through us, inside of us, we have all these stories about why things are happening. We assign meanings to events out there. We have our filters, we have conditioning that we acquired growing up, we've got beliefs and subconscious beliefs and all of these things. A lot of, some of them, those things are good, but many of those things hinder. Mm -hmm. And so God is loving through us and this big outpouring of love comes in and this trickle of love comes out. (laughs) And we're not able to love others as fully as is intended. Mm -hmm. And, And a big part of our journey is to learn to work on those things in us and learn to to change the way we see the world and the the meanings and the stories of things. Mm -hmm. You know, with all these things in place, you know, example, kind of a, maybe not too specific example, but it might be, you know, God might say, hey, go do this or go do that or go talk to this person or go share your story with somebody. And in response, maybe not verbally, we'd say, no, God, that's not me. I don't, I don't do things like that. I don't do public speaking. You know, I'm, I'm not good at talking to people. And besides, they deserve what they're getting anyway. I'll probably mess it all up. Go find somebody else. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something like that. And, mm. you know, that's, it's a very human response to God. I and mean, if you mm. look at the story of Moses, that was a lot of his back and forth with God. And mm. God didn't take no for an answer. But mm-hmm. I think sometimes he does with us. Yeah. And we say, you know, I, I'm not ready to do that. And God says, okay, mm-hmm. let me know when you're ready. Mm. And and then we don't get ready. Yeah, well, because, that's powerful. Yeah, you, you know, um, we're we're all called. You know, we we started out with that. We're all called, and sometimes we we get that feeling that we're asked to go do something, and and we don't. But I, I I've learned that we wouldn't be asked if we couldn't if we couldn't do it. And mm. all that that you were mentioning about what we say, why we won't do it, or why we can't do it, that goes back to living out of our our brain out of our head out of that ancient fight or flight mentality of i can't do that so i'm going to run i'm Mm. not even going to try it you know or i'm going to fight you on it whatever it might be and uh there's so many of us and i believe this 100 percent for 100 percent of people that we know we can do more 
we know we want to do more and we know that there's a calling for us but we don't do it and it's out of fear it's just that easy it's out of fear it's just different types of fears that we have and i'll tell you when when in movies right now like marvel superheroes those movies are really popular um, and when we watch them, I think the reason so many people love them is because when you see the superheroes start to take action, a lot of times even the superheroes doesn't know what to do or they're fear themselves and they're like, how am I going to handle this? And then they come together and they go and they take action and they fight the evil. They fight over the power. And that's when it gets exciting and our emotions kick in and hormones and we're excited. And it's be- the reason we get excited by those types of movies is because we want that for us. We know we have that strength. We know we are the superhero. So when you take action, I call it living in your greatness. When you live in your greatness, everything falls into place. And when you when you get that calling to step out, to speak, to write, to help somebody walk down the street or cross the street, whatever it might be, you'll feel it. You'll understand it. And when you live in it, your whole life changes. Yeah. And we don't live a calling out of a sense of obligation and duty this is an adventure Mm -hmm. this is we get to experience things we would never experience before Mm -hmm. and uh and for many of us we might get to experience god in a way we would never have experienced him before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes yes it's it's definitely not about and this is for me i understand is it's not about the searching for what our calling is you'll know what your calling is it comes to you We will come right after this break and talk more about this. Men, do you want to be more influential? When you share advice with people, do you experience crossed arms, sideways glances, glazed eyes, and furrowed brows? Or do you got it going on but are now wondering about your life legacy? Do you find it difficult to talk about things of deeper meaning? Is your life as impactful as you'd like? Learn to run the race, fight the good fight, and finish well. You're invited to a special event for men. October 6th, sign up at unchainmen.com slash events. Meaning significance, satisfaction, connection. You can have it all. Learn how on the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Host John and Rena will help you be a change agent, a leader, a hero. Move through your world, touching lives and experiencing a deep sense of connection and meaning. Listen to the Impact Hour, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. on Money 105.5. Your impact matters. You matter. Did you miss a show? Check out past shows at theimpacthour.com. You're listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5. Know your impact. Make it great. Hey, welcome back. If you've been listening to us today and you would like to come to our event, we would love to have you there. We'd be very excited. You can go to unchainmen.com and uh, go to that website and click the link on events and there's a place there to register. If for whatever reason you really want to come, but cost is the real issue for you, you can give me a call and we can talk and see what we can work out. You can call me at 916-783-2622. I'm not always available, so leave a message if I don't answer right away. We would love to have you there. As we continue on talking more about our event, uh, one of the things we're going to talk about is the meaning of things. So we talk about how we're called and we have all these things in us that can get in the way, that hinders and makes it so that God doesn't love through us as effectively as it could. And one of the very first things in the list is the story and the meaning of things that we assign. And so we start right there. As we go through the world, we make up all kinds of stories about why things happen and, and uh, what someone's intent is. We assign motivation, even though that information isn't given to us. Mm-hmm. But we're good at making up stories. <laughs> and we hear stories all the time, all over the place. An example of stories is uh, in politics. Those Democrats, they... You know, they, they're just going to wreck America. That might be a story someone would say. Or those Republicans, they don't care about anybody. They just want to get rich. <laughs> That's a story. These are all stories. And you don't know why people are, are doing what they're doing unless they tell you. 
We make up all kinds of stories, and the stories we make up can heavily influence a lot our experience of life. They can influence how we interact with people. We can make assumptions about why somebody did something or said something, you know, make up all kinds of stories and then go, oh, that person doesn't like me or that person doesn't whatever. And, and it can mess and interfere with relationships. And this is a big deal. And uh, this is something, just like with our mask, this is something that uh, it's usually not just a, oh, I learned about it and now I'm done. I don't do that anymore. It's usually, uh, dang, I'm still doing this thing. And <laughs> I thought I was done. And, oh, man, I made up a story over there. And, oh, I'm sorry. And, or I get a chance to rewrite the story that I thought used to be true. And, and so it's something that we get to work on. Yeah. So, so, I, so I asked the question, what is the story that you tell yourself? What are the stories that we tell ourselves? Um, and what I learned for myself is that I always told myself that um, people didn't love me as much as they say they did. People uh, would abandon me. Uh, you know, those types of stories I would tell myself. And so... Yes, it affected my relationships. It affected the way I interacted with people. It affected how close I let people come to me because I had this story. Um, and it kind of goes back to associations and psychological conditioning that we had mentioned. And we'll go into this deep um, at the Unchained Men's event. But because of something that happened to me earlier in life, I had this association with love equaled pain or love equals abandonment. So the story that I told myself anytime I felt like somebody was caring for me is this person's going to hurt me. This person's going to walk away from me anyway, so I'm not going to allow myself to get close. And you can only imagine how that affects um, not only uh, relationships within like marriage or girlfriend, boyfriend, but even with your kids or with close friends or, or anybody that you're close to. If the story you're telling yourself is this person's going to hurt me, it definitely affects your life. Yes, has a lot of effects. Uh, another example, I was uh, driving in a car and uh, traffic was getting heavier and heavier and got to where it was almost like stop and go traffic and had one of my passengers say, oh, I can guarantee you this is caused by some idiot up there. <laughs> it's like, well, you don't know that. <laughs> yeah. But that's a story made up, right? It was a made up story. Made up yeah. story. And it can be as simple as that. And what does it feel like going through the world going, oh, this is caused by some idiot out there. Some idiot did this and some idiot did that. And pretty soon you feel like the world is full of idiots and they're affecting your life. And how does that feel as you navigate the world? I think that feels pretty, pretty dark and depressing. Right. As opposed to, oh, maybe maybe there was an accident or maybe they closed off a lane because they're working on the road or, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's just heavy traffic because there's too many cars on the road right now. That's definitely a, st a state of mind, right? Of, oh, some idiot did this instead of, well, I hope everybody's okay up there. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it shows the state of mind, the way we're living, the way that our day goes. Just even that, I mean, that's it's almost another subject um, where we live in positivity or negativity, right? Right. I hope everybody's okay versus some idiot probably did something up there. Right. Um, right. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a lifestyle, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then the, the meanings that we assign in deeper relationships, you know, or in relationships can deeply affect how the relationships go. And we start making assumptions about, you know, why someone did something and, you know, what does that mean? How do they feel about me? Do they not like me anymore? Or, mm -hmm. you know, we can start making these stories up. Yeah. And most of the time, the stories kind of come automatic. Oh, <laughs> you, you mentioned this the other day, and I think it's a great example. Um, and it was, what is the first thing you think about if your boss says, hey, meet me in my office in 10 minutes? Right. The, the first thing usually is like, oh, crap, what did I do? Yeah. Uh -oh. um, what's, what's wrong? Uh Oh, what's happening? Um, and then you get in there and they give you a raise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they give you a raise. They tell you you're doing a great job. But the story we instantly tell ourselves uh, for an example like that, I think it's true. Most of us go, well, what happened? What's going on? What's wrong? Yeah. Um, and we start to think of all the things, uh, bad things, negative things that we may run into walking in that office and so often it's not it's just hey quick conversation hey you're doing great it could be a million other things but the story we tell is usually negative yeah yeah a lot of times an event happens and the meaning seems to already be there when we become aware of the event it mm -hmm. happens so quick mm -hmm. it's lightning fast and we think that the meaning is built in mm -hmm. and all it really is is it's it's our neurons firing a certain way 
and it's a pattern and a groove and a habit that we have. Mm -hmm. And we see an event and we assume this is why it's happening. And that can influence so much in our life. It can be to where we won't try certain things. Maybe, maybe we think, oh, you know, this is, this is horrible. This is always horrible or whatever it is. And maybe we think, oh, we'll write a book. Oh, but that'll probably be horrible. So I won't even try or, <laughs> right? We get these weird <laughs> negative thought patterns. Yeah. And a lot of it has to do with because we have assigned meanings mm-hmm. to why people are doing some things. And the truth is what actually happened and the meaning that we assigned it they they could go together it's possible but there's so many other reasons why they might be doing that mm-hmm. that might also be true mm-hmm. and i tell people if we're going to make up a story and we're going to fabricate a reason why somebody did something why make up a negative story hey, right that? yeah make it good why <laughs> if we're going to make one up let's make up a good story <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know i uh years ago i worked for this company it was production and uh they used to always it was one guy you always used this term he said uh, plan for the worst and hope for the best plan for the worst and hope for the best and I, said, I never understood that i was like plan for the worst and hope for the best and you know i understand the concept that he was trying to get past like you know something might go wrong let's let's just plan this just in case what ifs but planning for the worst and hoping for the best that that doesn't work for me i want to plan for the best okay and and, and manage the challenge if something comes up then we manage it but why not plan like everything's going to be wonderful everything's going to be great and live like that right you certainly want to have a state of mind like that where where you make some plans and this is going to be great um and you're not sitting there just you know relishing in the fear around what could happen that's that's not great no it doesn't work let's go on a road trip oh we're gonna get a flat tire oh i'm gonna run out of gas oh this is gonna happen that's gonna happen no we're gonna have a great time let's go get on this road trip and have fun yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah the other day i was in this men's group and they were talking about fear and you know if we are having fear should we just say oh fear is bad and should we just say well the risk doesn't exist so let's just ignore it Mm and then just act like it doesn't exist. And we thought, that's probably not great either. Right, yeah. But we shouldn't probably all be wallowing in fear. That's not great either. No, don't so, let it affect the outcome. Yeah. Because if you sit there and worry about that something's gonna go wrong, you'll probably create it, you know? Possible, yeah. um, We have to assess, but, we, but expect the good, don't expect the bad. All right. Okay. So check it out, unchainedmen.com slash events. We'd love to have you there. Thanks for listening. Thank you.